0: 18th, 2019. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon, and tonight we air a discussion on the future impact of artificial intelligence on human creativity and individual expression. Will it serve us, or will it dominate us? We start with a recent article in the LA Times, April 16th. That computer can call my agent. Which deals with AIs writing screenplays. And we will look back at Isaac Asimov's Foundation series. And we will visit Drillmaster in uh, 2001, uh, in, in, which, I, which was my science fiction novel, and its world dominated computer Joscomore. And finally, the final chapter of Adamson's quest, which is another one of my novels, for the hermetic perspective. So, if you wonder whether they will serve us or we will serve them, stay with us and make up your mind before they make it up for you. Now, as I said in the introduction, an L.A. Times article titled, That Computer Can Call My Agent" started off tonight's discussion. It. I was frankly offended by it. Having been a screenwriter and a Pulp Fiction writer, I am well aware of the formulas involved in the creation of the successful film stories and novels. And I have used some very good computer programs for formatting such projects. But this article suggests that a supercomputer like IBM's Watson, who beat a chess master can be programmed to create human characters, complex plots, dynamic dialogue, and original storylines. Actually... I do think it is possible to create such a machine and even give it an engine for originality. Of course, I am suggesting the creation of an intellectual Frankenstein's monster. It will have an normal brain, <laughs> which will create characters based on Hollywood's Freudian psychological profiles, environmental excuses for sociopathology, social justice, and revenge for all minorities and cultural misfit victims. But our new Watson will have a problem. Successful films and novels all have an unpredictable quality. It's called spontaneity. Watson will need a random event generator. And such a device was invented and employed by the Nazis in World War II in a psyops propaganda program. Names of countries Towns, regions, groups, churches, political parties, sports figures, foods, diseases, ships, trains, etc., were all fed into a hopper and drawn at random to provide the subjects or objects for fake news headlines. Such combinations as Serbian babies eat poison grapes. It might not be useful, but Serbian babies eat poison grapes from Macedonia could be exploited. Of course, we can't expect Watson to digest and analyze 7,000 years of written literature and drama. He will have to have his aesthetic and philosophical protocols and his prime directive established by human beings. It is at this point that he truly becomes the creature of his creator He is no longer an artificial intelligence. He is the tool of those who created him and will produce the same intellectual property that his industry has been dishing out on the same social and cultural formulas for the past 50 years. Of course, this formula is the cultural Marxist-Socialist agenda which has co-opted feminism, environmentalism, universal health care, racial and gender equality, and sexual orientation, and welfare and charity as propaganda weapons in its move toward world political, social, and military domination. No matter how justified the acceptance of this program for the survival of humanity may be, it has to be implemented at the expense of human freedom, and dignity. Our hypothetical Hollywood Watson, who is the creature of his creators and can create his own motion picture fantasy world or alternative reality, is the prototype for a master computer that will someday dominate the world. Isaac Asimov predicted such a monster data cruncher in his classic foundation novels, which finally inspired a futurist movement called Synergetics in which global social and political trends could be predicted and by implication augmented to create self-fulfilling prophecies or, as suggested in the foundation stories, pre-engineered by selective assassinations and social upheavals. We have done hermetic shows on both the Foundation and Synergetics, which I encourage you all to review. In 20, uh, oh, uh, 2001, I published my own science fiction social allegory novel, *Drellmaster*, in which one of the major characters was just such a world-dominating master computer, originally programmed by a progressive philosopher and preserved by a secret society as their oracle and final executive in their ongoing efforts to reunite the divided races and cultures of their world. Noma the Wise had found his abnormal brain on the bridge of a mothballed aerial battleship called the Devastator. He gave it a prime directive to serve the best interests of humankind. And he enclosed it in a three faced bronze bust that represented the sun god, the moon goddess, and the fiery god of the underworld. He named it Jaskamor and bequeathed it to a secret society called the Trimorphians, whose, numbers, whose members included representatives from all the races and religions on the planet. With a warning this head will proclaim my thought, but not my thinking. It has great knowledge. But the wisest among you must always judge its wisdom. The hardest lessons men and women have to learn is the truth of their nature from the course of their history. I don't want to spoil the story for you, but suffice to say that the Trimorphians ignored Noma's warning and approved a plan to weaponize the forces of nature in a war that devastates the civilized regions of the planet and destroys their own secret refuge. Jaskamor has manipulated Brand of Valadine into awakening the giant floating air squid, the Mother Drell, to use her and her her brood of cloud monsters as weapons. Even Jaskimor knew knows that he has has to have a human counterpart to help him carry out his plans. But they backfire in a planetary deluge of destruction. And he and so he finally reveals his conspiratorial doings to his human partner, Brandon Valadine. And I will read I will read the chapter entitled Joscomer Tells All. Brandon Valadine sat on a camp stool in the howdah that was Joscomer's home on the vast, mossy back of the Mother drill, Although it was necessary for Brand to sexually connect with a possessed female vessel in order to have dialogue with the Mother, he was able to converse with the Brain, that's Jaskamore in normal human discourse. And on the other hand, Jaskamore had, with the Mother drill's cooperation, established a direct electronic interface. Allowing the triple-headed oracle limited access to her thinking process. Brand felt cheated. The link could not have been established without going through his his uh, Traxian par crystal eye. Toragor had made the sacrifice, but it was Brand's eye and uh, that had been lost. The strangling, the strangling, had been made into an even strange. It had been made even stranger, and to what end? In which he gave up his human eye for this, uh, for this, for this fire crystal eye. If you can interface with her, why can't we rig up a speaker or a monitor so I can talk with her directly the same way you do? Brand asked Jessica Park, Even if that were possible, neither she nor I would permit it. The three-faced had replied. Why not? Brand demanded for two reasons. First, human beings of each gender have crucial differences in outlook. Men do. Women are. If we possess, if we bypass the female quotient with its untranslatable intuitive wisdom and its nurturing qualities, we lose the female perspective. Remember, the Mother Drell is the mother, and she must speak to you through a female mind. But I can't keep on having, having sex with my own aunt. Well, that is a problem for you to resolve. It does not concern me or the Mother Drell, as long as a suitable female human vessel is provided. Brand sensed that he could go no further in that direction. What is the second reason, he asked. Well, as a magician, you should already know. What is the nature of the crystal in your far-seeing eye, Justin were inquired. A Traxanian fire crystal, of course, attributed to which human psychic center? Brand was beginning to understand the Traxanian jewels upon which so much Thunian magic depended were sympathetic to different philosophical elements and, and personality traits. In drill magic, the wand of wisdom and power had all the seven jewels reaching from Earth to the highest heaven, whereas the ring of power controlled only the lower earthly elements. This was why Prunico could p- command the drill drones but never reached the Great Mother. Rothgar had said, Selected a ruby fire crystal for his magical implant because he had listed for power. A wiser choice would have been a sapphire connoting wisdom, such as the one that crowned the wand of wisdom. Well, if the fire crystal destroyed Rothgar's mind when it made when, when he made the merge, why didn't I have a, psych- a psychotic breakdown? Well, because the fire element is balanced in your personality but your far-seeing eye as a basis in that direction due to the nature of the jewel itself, and this makes the feminine conduit even more important. Brand had to agree, fiery eye, but he had other questions. Do you know that Toragor's ghost would possess me? No, I did not, but I do know where Toragor's ghost came from. You created him, and he created you. As a magician, you know that human consciousness survives death. There is an imprint of all that Toregor ever was and ever did available in your deep mind. And even if he had never existed, your obsessive fixation on his mythical persona would have served to create him. And from my point of view... Your possession was self induced. Brand of Aladine represents the healthier aspect of the brand Toragor continued continuing personality. Oh that's a very unromantic way to describe it. I'm a machine. What do you expect? Brand recalled that he and Lyra had reached a similar, though less critical conclusion. He moved to a more general question. Why did the Mother Drell destroy Valadine? Because she read the Trimorphian purpose in your mind, as I knew she would. She also read in your mind the cryptic message I delivered in council concerning the constellation of the Great Drell. And she rescued me out of the destruction of Valadine, Brand winced. He himself had been the inadvertent cause of his father's death and of his homeland's destruction. You mean she opposed the reunification of those divided races? Precisely that. But why? Why does the Vildak scratch its back? It was the Brundian poet's version of the Mother Drell's answer to Torgor's riddle of human destiny. Why would the gods wish to destroy mankind at the apex of the Golden Age? To brush off its pleas, I suppose, Brand said. Exactly, Noma. Reprogram me to serve the best interests of humankind. And after analyzing all the historical, sociological, and physiological data that he had entered into my memory bank, I developed a tentative hypothesis concerning the tragic paradox in human nature. 800 years of subsequent events have confirmed my theory. You said reprogrammed. What was your original function? Brand asked. I served at the Travandicorium Imperium, so I have no reservations about employing the ultimate extension of politics. And uh, he isn't revealing that he, he was the onboard computer for the for the battleship the Devastator. As you may recall, during the pre-apocalyptic age of blood and iron, humankind came perilously close to wiping out all life on the planet with weapons of mass destruction. And after a series of devastating wars followed by a terrible nuclear accident in which over a million people died in the Southern Hemisphere, the golden age of unity and world peace was declared. But... It was imposed out of fear, desperation, and economic necessity, not from any advancement in human consciousness. The principles of egalitarianism, universal brotherhood, and a guaranteed base a living standard for all people were mandated as a political expediency before the human species had reached the evolutionary level necessary to assume the responsibility for the environmental impact such improved conditions would cause if they were not regulated. Brand interjected, My father understood that. He once said that the greatest evil was that which is done in, the, in done for self-serving reasons in the name of the public good. But he, was, he also believed that these good qualities and finer sentiments in human character could be nurtured and developed in, a, in the public at large by proper education and leadership. He often stated that such an enlightened world government would make the environment one of its major concerns. Murr gave a computerized version of of a a sarcastic chuckle, and he answered, Each individual human defines evil as that which threatens what he cherishes most. In your father's case, his concept of personal integrity was the highest virtue. Therefore, he most despised political demagogues. But in the course of history... The sincere idealists, those proper leaders he referred to, have actually caused more human suffering than the political opportunists. And as for King Linen's personal integrity, you should perhaps ask your mother for her perspective on that issue. Jasker Moore paused for Brand to reflect on what he had said and then continued, Your father was an elitist, and within the limits of his gender bias, a humanitarian. He had been able to reshape human society to match his ideal, and he would have established political suffrage based on merit, and a republic limited by an altruistic charter. However, under the real-world conditions the Trimorphians were trying to manipulate, these ideas were impossible to implement without restore, resorting to genocidal wars or waiting to exploit a planet-wide catastrophe. Justimer continued. Now, in the actual history of Foon's Golden Age, which the Trimorphians so uncritically revered, improved living standards for all people had encouraged the proliferation of vast numbers of weaker humans. Who would? not have thrived or even survived in harsher conditions. To make matters worse, the least intelligent, adaptable, and resourceful people in this swarming multitude were also the most unrestrained in their breeding habits. In a biological sense, this was quite natural and not peculiar to humans. In the animal kingdom, the weakest breed early and often because they die young. Thus, an artificially protected human underclass will reproduce in ever-increasing numbers, while the birth rate will decline among the intelligentsia. This perversion of the evolutionary process impedes the advancement of human consciousness in the aggregate, while the depletion of resources and the proliferation of toxic waste continues to increase, and technological progress actually accelerates this whole degenerative process. Now, wait just a minute, Brandon interjected. No the wise, the man who programmed you, was born with a club foot. And the little horik Yaki of axon, although it pains me to admit it, is a wiser man than my father was. The old pink-eyed hordage, the, the, the org, may be smarter than both of them. But according to your logic, Neither of these inferior humans should have been encouraged to survive. Jaskamar paused and then answered carefully, That is precisely why I and the Mother Drill should not rule without human advisement and consent. The human creature endowed with an intangible soul and a creative imagination that cannot be replicated has a special place in the universe that no machine and no other living creature can supplant. Sometimes... The greatest human geniuses are born the least to the least advantaged, or born to the least advantaged. It is a paradox that my methodology cannot deal with, and the mother drill is still trying to understand. Well, thank you for that at least, Bram conceded. But I can't understand how you, as a machine, conceived and built by humans, can be against technological progress. You remember in the Golden Age, technology was used for peaceful purposes and environmental resources were protected. It was Jasper turn to interrupt. But good intentions based on false premises accomplished nothing. It is true that nuclear energy had been banned as dangerous, unsafe, and unclean after the great reactor explosion in the southern hemisphere. So at the beginning of the Golden Age, hydroelectric and solar-generated electricity was promoted. That was well and good, but with no trade barriers or cultural uh, insularity to impede its growth. Industry thrived, economies boomed, and the population expanded at all at an exponential rate. In less than a 100 years, fossil fuels and finally geothermal energy became the major power sources. In another 100 years, the topsoil was depleted, the forests were decimated, and pollution threatened the entire ecozone in less than two centuries from the beginning of the Golden Age. The most conservative estimates projected an unlivable planetary environment in less than 20 years. It is a fact that no organism can live in its own excrement, and this applies to social organisms of humankind. Chas was speaking through his scar head at this point. Whether the geothermal energy companies drilling in geologically unstable areas near the fiery rim were the direct cause of the death clouds phenomenon, it is not yet proven. But what is certain is that the golden age would soon have ended in one of several worldwide catastrophe scenarios, even if the radioactive fallout from the volcanoes had never occurred. Now, what is all this leading to, Brian cut in? Well, simply this, what humans consider to be their most commendable virtues, peaceful behavior, compassion, charity, and certainly technological progress may be beneficially functional for individuals, families, and small elite groups on a carefully monitored basis. But when these same criteria are mandated for human society at large and market-driven, They generate a swarming condition that endangers the environment. And to frame an analogy, peaceful, thriving human beings are like a proliferating colony of glumps eating at the roots of the trees that hold up the sky islands. They must be periodically fumigated, or the island and the glumps themselves are doomed. Did you explain all this to the Trimorphian Ground Council? Now, well, since I foresaw this problem 300 years ago, I have made several attempts. Two years ago, I had a private conference with your father about this situation. Brand felt his heart sink. He knew what King Wynan's reaction was. Uh, Must have been even before Jaskemer confirmed it. The Grand Master told me that I was a cold blooded machine and he would not consider any ruthless, dehumanizing, reactionary suggestion to abandon the noble purpose of the order. And he further stated that he would speak out against it in council and veto any motion that I presented along that line. When faced with a parliamentary deadlock, I made a solemn and secret agreement with him that I would not make such a proposal to the Brotherhood if he would permit me to pursue my plan to wake the mother drow. Now Brand understood why his father had seethed in mute rage while Moore had given crucial support to his own, to his only son's outlandish and virtually suicidal proposal. But Joscomore now said that the awakening had been his own plan from the beginning. A cybernetic brain seemed to read Brand's thoughts. That enciphered scroll your your mother your your aunt Yanara, sent uh, sent to the drill priestess troika the one that you burned along with the master of Mark uh, Marku, was more than just a letter of application for your apprenticeship and the proto-Varkin version of the prophecy It outlined my plan, for at least as much of it as Yanara and the Drell cult people needed to know. It also included my message to the mother Drell herself, the same message I later implanted in your memory at the last session of the Great Council. When Jal, Scar, and the moons of Muria come together in conjunction, in the constellation of the Great Drill, the Awakener shall join them and bring about the dawning of a new age. But what about the prophecy? I was the strangeling who would raise the darkest power. You can't deny that, Jaskamur gave another of his synthetic chuckles. Haven't you realized yet who Aramis, your ancient Brundian prophet, really was? Brand's face flushed with hot blood. Don't tell me. Oh, yes. I had been preparing the awakening for 300 years, ever since the Trimorphians initiated their reunification plan against my advice. The hoax was easy enough to implement. The Brundians were eager to recover their legendary epics from my memory banks. And now Brand was as angry as his father had been. Child, damn you, you are a cold-blooded, ruthless machine. I ought to pick you up and throw you off the mother's back. Joscomer closed his golden eyelids. I'm defenseless, do what you will. His rage-mounting brand leaped to his feet and seized the triple head with both hands. But as his palms made contact with the cast of Joscomer's outer shell, a remarkable visionary interface took place. For a brief moment, while the surge of his emotion lasted, Brand exchanged consciousness with the artificial intelligence. He linked and co processed historical. Ecological and sociological files, statistical inferences, prioritized uh, uh, options, and future projections were instantly available. He saw the tiny crawling humans of his world through Jaskobor's data banks and the thousand eyes of the mother drill. And from her perspective, certain individual human beings might be remarkably clever and she had a deep mystical affinity with the human priestesses of her cult. But in the all-important collective sense, human beings were a swarm of fast-breeding destructive pests. From Jaskimer's point of view, they were a teeming herd of morons led by a pack of arrogant fools educated beyond their intelligence who were served by a few well-meaning but misguided geniuses. This was a revelation similar to the one torgor had received in the temple on Drelcrag. And even though Brand had, had access to torgor's memory of that vision, such a true initiatory experience had to be individually conferred to be understood on the deepest level of consciousness. Brand had seen the world through the cognition of the brain, and even as Janara had shown him the world through the intuition of the Mother drill, he was therefore twice initiated. Now Brand knew why Joscomore needed the Mother drill. For nearly a millennium, the brain had been immobilized, powerless to act on his own. All of his data had come in the form of histories, texts, and reports written by humans and distorted by their parochial agendas. In order to serve the best interests of humanity, Jostemur was forced to expand his acquisitions beyond the limits of their dysfunctional prerogatives. As Brand's emotional burst of electrochemical stimulation subsided, so did division. He backed away and sat down again on his stool. I still can't forgive you, he said in a hoarse voice. Well, I don't ask you to, the triple voice replied, but I owed you the same perception I shared with Toragor. The mother Drell also shared her vision with me, Bran said. She showed me what the auric industrial pollution in the atmosphere was doing to the sky islands. Whatever measures we decided to take will have to be taken soon. Agreed. We must scale back OREC industrialization to the original hydroelectric and solar power plants. And as you know, this will have to be done by force. This violent action will put millions out of work. It will cause an upheaval in their society. And then we must deal with the problems that that this has created. Brand shook his head, imagining the the havoc that Morton continued. There is a revolution brewing in Pender, then, and it will certainly be bloody, and it will disempower the, the feet ruling class, including the Morian clergy, and the minions hierarchy, and your, and your Aunt Yonara will use this opportunity to raise the consciousness of all Varkan women, and she will attempt to, re, to recapture complete control of the Morian religion. If successful, such a total redress would create an equally militant gender bias on the opposite polarity. Brand nodded with a grim expression. You know her almost as well as I do, he muttered. A Vanderthainian republic will be formed, but it will soon devolve into a dangerous dictatorship, and we must deal with all these situations and more that are beyond my ability to predict at this time. In these matters, your recommendations may carry more weight than ours. These are not issues we can resolve without you. Bran was still not comfortable with this plan. If we restrict human progress and keep all the races in their separate geographical enclaves locked in a stasis and isolation, how is humankind supposed to improve its lot? Are we to remain arrogant, squabbling barbarians, hating each other for superstitious reasons, just so the ecological balance of the planet can be maintained? Yes and no, Jostapur answered. Yes, the peoples will remain in their separate enclaves, keeping their cultures intact for social stability. Yes, the industrial commercial exploitation of the environment must be strictly curtailed, but humans should not continue as superstitious barbarians. They may retain clean and safe sources of energy and such limited technological industrial uh, facilities as are necessary for intellectual growth and communication. In this respect, Valadine was a good model. We should perhaps reestablish it as our headquarters and reconvene the Grand Council under a new agenda. Humans should be free to evolve into higher states of consciousness. What people have called progress up to now has been measured in the refinement of their technology and the advancement of their comfort, not at their attainment of wisdom. It will be your task to change their basic perceptions of progress. It will be your mission to usher in a new era of individual freely accepted enlightenment, an era where humans live in harmony with nature and at peace with their neighbors, an age when the untapped powers of your human minds will be developed and perfected. But my historical data indicates that you should not attempt to force this enlightenment on the masses in the form of a religious or political dogma. For these arbitrary and, and absolute solutions inevitably pervert and even reverse the course of human advancement. Individual humans must be free to accept or reject our principles, and they must come to realize truth in their own way and in their own time. Well, after what I've just learned, I don't understand why the Mother Drill didn't try to destroy us all. All well, because even in her dreams, she was wise enough to realize through her own cognition what I must accept as a prime directive. Human beings are God's chosen witnesses to his great work. The human imagination is a unique replica of God's creative process, and it may even be interchangeable with God's creative process. Now it was Franz's turn to laugh. I thought you were a machine, and she was and she was a goddess. Well, I'm a machine built by a saint, and she is God's natural region upon this planet. And for a new generation of wiser men and women, you will be the awakener. I think creating something like Joscomore is a very bad idea. Anyway, I do encourage you to go on Amazon and order a copy of Drillmaster and, and read it, because frankly, to tell you the truth... This is really a almost a forbidden book. It was rejected by all the major science fiction publishers, but we're still selling it. We published it ourselves, and we're still selling it. And what you just read excites you and, and stimulates you, Then I strongly advise you to buy a copy of Railmaster. It's exciting, and it's an epic, and uh, it, it is something that, that you will really enjoy reading. And next week, we'll continue this with another one of my novels, Adamson's Quest, and, and we'll visit the Library of Hodd and the final chapter of Adamson's Quest, and we'll get the opinions of Hermes Trismegistus and Jesus, and and, and even George Washington and Karl Marx. it be kind of like, it's kind of like the old Steve Allen Meeting of the Mind show, if, those, if anybody remembers that. i uh, that, that was a wonderful, wonderful uh, show, Steve Allen, Speeding in the Minds. So anyway, until next week, have a, a good weekend, and and uh, we'll see you then. And good match.